who, you know, will say, wow, like you have the audacity to call yourself a minister and a medium and what that means. And the uh, subscription says X, Y, Z, but really kind of take away from the fact that I, be, you know, believe that Jesus was a medium, Jesus self, you know, uh, because it talks about Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration and talking to Abraham and Moses and they were long gone. So what was this about? You know what I mean? Or even showing himself to Mary Magdalene, showing himself to the disciples as Jesus said that Jesus would. So they had to have been mediums to be able to receive uh, this ancestor's uh, energy. What's up, beautiful people? It is Hanifa Walida. And it is Red Summer. And you know who we is. We are your gay aunties. Hey, babies. <laughs> hey, darlings. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Happy holidays and all the good stuff, however you want to say it. Absolutely. Pray it, whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been um, going to all of these winter break and holiday parties. <laughs> 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 I've been appreciative of how um, inclusive <laughs> the language mm-hmm. has become. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. People aren't saying Merry Christmas so much anymore, which honestly, that's what I'm looking for. I'm great. Good. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> Y'all catching up. Y'all catching up. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yes. And um, I'm very, very excited to be here today um, on Your Gay Aunties. For those of you all who are just joining us and don't really know what the show is about, just want to let you know that Your Gay Aunties is a weekly podcast that is centered around queer adulting. So if you want Auntie Red or Auntie Hanifa to answer questions that you have about life, love, or any other experiences that are going on in your good young gay life, then you can go ahead and holler at your gay aunties at yourgayaunties at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Instagram or on the Twitters, because we're on there now too, babies, (laughs) at yourgayaunties. Yes, we say the Twitters. (laughs) And we'll keep saying the Twitters until kingdom come. Because... <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, just so you guys know, um, this will technically be our last full show um, for 2019. You mm-hmm. know, so for the in... decade. Oh, yeah. Ooh, boy, another decade, boy. We should have a show just on that, how quickly decades go by once you reach a certain age. But... Um, <laughs> But um, what we are going to do, though, we are going to put a bonus episode up to bring you guys into 2020. If you mm-hmm. haven't yet, go on our IG. Um, I put a post up there regarding the impeachment because I wanted to see how you all felt about it, how what it is to live through aunt, uh, excuse me, to live through um, history because your aunties lived through Clinton's impeachment and your aunties' aunties lived through Nixon's. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, um, and some of your initial responses. Um were interesting, um, was moving. And some of it took me aback because it hit me how much we need to have a civics lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So- and I saw this meme that like really said it like in yeah. my mind, it was like, yeah, people don't know about history because the history teacher is the gym coach, <laughs> the football coach. <laughs> <laughs> and so we just want to, you know, just, just bring back some of our experiences and, and the things that we know about uh, living in this country as long as we have. Exactly. <laughs> and, and also one in particular thing is really knowing how to balance just like there are checks and balances in the government to find checks and balances with fear, love and politics mm. and how to bring that into your life and how to formulate or how to better perhaps formulate your thoughts and actions around it. 
Okay. Nice. All right. So that mini episode, as in mini, we ain't doing a whole album on that, y'all. Because you know, <laughs> there's the Googles. You know, we're gonna give you the jump off, but a civics lesson is at hand. So just look out for that on January first, and then we'll be returning to you January eighth. Um, Officially. Yes. All right. <laughs> and so for this last show. Mm -hmm. Which is Sunday brunch. Sunday brunch. Yes. Last Sunday brunch of, our, of the year. Yes. All of our um, Patreon uh, supporters for the Sunday brunch, you all are definitely in for a treat. And then everyone else on, what is that, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday <laughs> throughout the week, um, you all will he you all will already have heard about it, okay? Because everybody who is a Patreon subscriber for the Sunday Brunch will be letting you know about this show, okay? <laughs> because we have the one and only mm -hmm. Dr. LaCara Foster, in the studios. <laughs> so to speak. I love yes. it. Yes. Uh -huh. And so if you are not familiar with uh, Dr. Foster's work, she is a minister. Uh, she is a, a teacher. She is a good, 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 good friend. <laughs> uh, and she is also a medium. And so I have uh, had the the wonderful honor of being able to just go through some of this this life path um, as Dr. Foster has has been fine tuning her gift, and she has a show uh, on YouTube called The Gift, <laughs> and she has been helping us to unwrap and unpack our gifts and use <laughs> them. And so uh, let's welcome Dr. Foster to the show. Yay! <laughs> I'm like, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> you look like you were excited that was you. Like, that's me. I know. That's like, I, every time somebody reads my bio, I'm like, what? She did what? She did what? <laughs> yes. So welcome, welcome. Say word, say word. So, um, you know, we wanted, I mean, it, it, listen, we can never, ever fit um, the guests that we have on the shows have lived full lives and offer so much to the world. So we can never ever fit that in an hour, but, <laughs> but we would like to dive in for those who are not, um, familiar with your work, actually me being one of them, you know, oh, yeah. um, you know, how, uh, well, one explaining what you feel your work is and okay. how you happen into it. Awesome. So uh, much as Red has uh, mentioned, I am a medium and I am a minister. Um, as far as the ministerial uh, side is concerned, I'm a minister at the Vision Church of Atlanta. Love the work that I do. I am director of the women women's ministry at the church, and, and I've been able to uh, preach a Sunday sermon a time or two. And uh, I absolutely love the work that I get to do uh, on that side. I am also a, a medium or a psychic medium. Uh, and so a lot of times people want to know what that exactly means and i tell people i believe that all of us have some type of psychic intuition of course right whether or not we are tapped into it or if we use it uh, is totally up to us and for me psychic is a very umbrella term and there's a lot of different things that fall under that term uh, including the term medium so i always tell people that uh, all mediums are psychics but all psychics are not mediums um, my psychic aside uh, for me it really kind of allows me to tap into the energies of things that have happened are happening or will happen right and so some people call because they just have some questions and they just want to know one question people always ask is am i going to get married i'm like 
if you want to. I don't know, right? But seriously, <laughs> <laughs> that question comes up every single day. Um, and the medium part, which a lot of people do call me for, it allows me to be able to connect to our departed loved ones. Um, and what I tell people is that I don't talk to dead people uh, because there's no such thing as dead. All we are are energy. We're energy before we enter these bodies, while we're in them, and when we depart from them. And this gift just allows me to tap into that energy. Mm. I, I'm glad that you explained it that way because I think people do, you know, when they say we're talking to the dead, that makes it feel, um, you know, kind of ooky booky, you know what I mean? Katooky dooky, booka boo 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 you know what I mean? No, because I mean, language is important. Language is important. Yes. And some people can't get past that bar. You know, if you're not into talking to your ancestors or even not even formally, but just, saying hello to mama if mama ain't dead, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. Absolutely. If that's something that's not a part of your practice, you know, you may not be open to the idea of trying to connect with or converse with or, you know, mm -hmm. have an experience, you know, with a with a relative or a loved one beyond them being here in the physical. Right. Yeah. And so one thing that was so powerful was I had an opportunity to attend the uh, High Museum yesterday for Jazz at the High. It was amazing. And uh, on the fourth floor, I think it's like the fourth floor, is the uh, the African uh, exhibition. And it it was so powerful. But so much of it, like the statues and the, the headdresses and all of these things, really talk about who we were as African people. And there were several uh, statues that really address um, how it was just a regular practice, a regular thing for us to be able to connect to the beyond or connect to our loved ones in the beyond. And it's like, wow, like if we knew this, right? If we were taught this, if we, uh, it would not seem so uh, unfamiliar. It would not seem so scary. Um, but of course, we know that uh, our journey from Africa to America, if you will, stripped us of so much. Um, but I would say anybody that gets an opportunity to check out the ex exhibit is absolutely should. You will learn a lot there. Yeah. And not just our journey from Africa to America, but while in America, our journey from well, we'll just say slavery for now, but into what we yeah. consider modernity, you know, we, we have so much stimulus going around us. I mean, if we can imagine back in the days when we were just in Africa, if you will, and being yeah. open to the elements in a completely different way that we probably can't even imagine in 2019. Right. You know, and having that access. Yeah, but even from a even from a Christian perspective, um, I, I find it so interesting that there's a there's been a lot of backlash um, from people who you know will say, "Wow, like you have the audacity to call yourself a minister and a medium, and what that means." And the uh, some scripture says X, Y, Z, but really kind of take away from the fact that I you know believe that Jesus was a medium, Jesus himself, you know, uh, because it talks about Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration and talking to Abraham and Moses and. They were long gone. So what was this about? You know, mm. uh, even showing himself to Mary Magdalene, showing himself to the disciples as Jesus said that Jesus would. So they had to have been mediums to be able to receive uh, this ancestor's uh, energy um, and communicate with this ancestor. And so uh, I don't believe that we are any different um, or that there is any different thing that's happening with, with most of us who even get the psychic intuition um, or, or have mediumship abilities. Well, that's 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 a really good way to handle that, <laughs> um, <laughs> because that that's true. You know, um, I mean, most of religion has some sense of mysticism 
about it in its scriptures or what have you. We kind of overlook that because we're focusing on an individual or one entity or, you know, monotheism or what have you. You right. know, um, we kind of overlook the mysticism. Well, we're selective when we embrace yes. selectiveness. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. And I think, too, it's, it's important to understand that a lot of the practices that African people had when they came here were demonized yes. in the church intentionally, right? Yeah. But yeah. when we intentionally strip people of their powers, it, uh, strip people of all of the things that make them um, make them connected to something greater than where they are in the physical, then yes. like. I can control you. Like I can, I can manipulate you. Yeah. And so a lot of that um, is, is looked at as, oh, that's demonic. That's blah, blah, blah. Because white people don't want you to still do it. Right. Absolutely. And even when you look at the movie Harry, which I thought was amazing, uh, we see her tapping into this ability. Um, and although they, you know, they never said called her psychic or called her whatever. Uh, I I believe it's all one and the same that she was able yeah. to tap into this higher power or tap into this energy to be able to hear direction uh, and hear uh, next steps. And and I believe that that's all it is, you know. Um, and so the movie gave us a, a really nice glimpse of watching our ancestors uh, be able to handle this ability and be able to use this ability. And of course, can you imagine? I mean, I, I'm sure the slave owners knew or had heard about or something uh, as it relates to this, which I mean, which is really why we're probably more so than her even freeing people was uh, more probably so why they were like, uh-uh, no, we can't have this. <laughs> right. Do you, do you think that uh, being a medium, I kind of have a two-part question. Do yeah. you think um, being a medium is something that, I feel like I, I'm answering the question before I ask it, but, you know, we're, we're talking the context of our Africanness and our right. access to the spiritual realm. And mm-hmm. and, and, and I, I say that because I, I truly believe that even in the way I, I feel that, you know, to dance is to be spiritual. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Yeah. You know, and I was so, uh, when I was little, and I said this when I was little, I said, I never want to be white. And if I can't dance, what what do I do then? I mean, you know, like, <laughs> because it, it meant so much to me. I couldn't, under, I couldn't even fathom. But as, right. now as an adult, I understand that for me, dancing is such a spiritual thing. I couldn't imagine not being able to access that spirituality. So um, um, I'm, I'm curious, you know, do you feel, because a lot of people proclaim to be mediums, you know, there's, there's right. a lot of falsehood out there and people, you know, pulling scams and everything and, you know, uh, but your blackness and your queerness, and I'm bringing mm-hmm. queerness in that as far as having access to um, a certain spiritual realm, because queer people, though this is not known as much as it should that if we're gonna take it back to Africa, mm-hmm. you know, queer people were a lot of times the mediums in right. the community because they right. were seen right. as being able to access that yin and yang, that feminine, that masculine, all of that, you know. Um, right. so I'm curious how you personally may feel, um, or even intellectually feel that queerness and blackness, how that comes into play with um accessing that spirituality, especially on the level that you do it. Um, wow, that's a really good question. I think uh, much as, you know, it, it, what Dr. Black has taught us is uh, he's, you, in terms of our Africanness and queerness and how queer people were on the, the margins, like literally of the community, right? I'm um, sorry, who's Dr. Black? 
I'm sorry, who's Dr. Black? Who's Dr. Black? Dr. Black, uh, Dr. Black is a historian. He's a professor. Okay. Uh, Dr. Daniel Black, he's an author, an amazing author. He also teaches at, uh, at uh, Clark and also at um, uh, ITC, where I got my, my doctorate from. Um, and so you look him up if you have not, if you have not heard of him, you definitely need to look him up. And so he talks about, you know, us, uh, the queer people being on the margins of society, literally, um, because they were the gatekeepers um, and they would be able to know what was happening and be able to channel what was happening. Um, almost as if the, if the enemy was coming, we would know way ahead of time to let the people know that the enemy was coming. Right. Um, and so I do believe um, even from a Christian perspective, when we talk about uh, it, you know, in, in Genesis, when, 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 you know, the scripture says, uh, God says, let us make them in our image and male and female, he made them. Uh, that to me just speaks to queerness, period, so to speak, you know what I mean? Just, and, and not even so much, um, because I think a lot of people think about that in terms of physicality as it, rather than energy. Right. And I think it's exactly what you said. I think that it is about being able to harness and, and understand who we are as energy. Right. More so more so than just sexuality. Right. Um, and I think that uh, for me, I don't know, I, I probably have honestly but like stopped using the term a long time ago. You know, I just say I'm, I'm just spirit, really. Right. Because I think that I've gotten into a space where I think that gender and sexuality and all of that's just an illusion. Right. Because when you cross over into the other side, like that's not there, if that makes sense. Like spirit is not communicating the gender, the politics, the anything to me, if that makes sense. Oh. Um, but I do think that you, you guys are like, yeah, right. Uh, so I think that it, as far as my Africanness is concerned, um, that's really just kind of a, it, it's a, it's a, it's a DNA thing. It's a genetic thing. I think uh, my, my father has the gift. I think my mother is tapping into her gift. There are people on my, my mother's side, uh, my, my auntie all day, who people would come from all over the country. She lives in this little teeny town, lived in this little teeny town called Mansour, Louisiana. People would come from all over the country to see her, right? And this, we didn't have internet and, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff, whatever. So they would come and travel to see her um, because she had this gift. And so I think as far as my Africanness is concerned, I believe that it has been passed on from generation to generation. I think what's been also so amazing um, is that I didn't grow up in the church, right? So the church uh, was never, like I never heard messages that being queer was wrong or being gay was wrong, or I, just, I never heard messages that you don't talk to dead people. So I didn't get any of those messages that people who grew up in the church uh, may have gotten. And I think that it was so divinely strategic because I believe that God was saying, we don't, we're not gonna have time to unpack this, to undo this, to unlearn this. So we, I'm not even gonna take you down that route. So now, you know, I, I joined the church, you know, 10, 11 years ago. Uh, for me, I had, I had already had a relationship with God where God loved me uh, as me completely. So people who, you know, had struggled with being gay, that was re very foreign to me, mm. right? struggled with any type of gift that was very foreign to me uh, because that's just not the struggle that I had. Um, but I also think that God put me in these places so that other people could see you ain't got to struggle with that. Like it is what it is, you know, like um, and really truly like even making people struggle or even putting that on people, I believe um, has delayed so many people from operating in their gift 
which to me, um, your gift is the thing that gives you value in the world. And so if I can make you feel less valuable because of who you love, you ain't never going to get to the part where you need to talk to the people on the other side or whatever it is, or dance or be an author, or, you know, curate museums. You ain't never going to get there because you're going to stay struggling for years. So this is why this show is so powerful that you all are doing, talking to people who are young and, and queer, because they should get to the point where that don't even matter. Yeah. Listen, that that thing is so good. You just <laughs> laid on these people. <laughs> One because like so much of the things that people are struggling with is not even their shit. It's not right. A lot of the yeah. weight that people carry in is not their weight. A lot of the conflicting beliefs that people are you know battling with is not even what they believe. Right. But they right. were told that they should believe that. And even right. though it doesn't resonate with them, they're still battling with the the I don't know, not not even fear, but like the guilt of not yeah. believing something that does not fit with their life. And what's so powerful is like, so I have friends with children. I, I believe that I, so I don't have any physical children. Right. But I believe that I have all of these spiritual children and, and Red has carried carried some of them for me. Right. And so um, <laughs> I and, and, and I tell their parents because I that we know each other. Right. Me and these children, we know each other. And so I'm telling their parents. Oh, yeah, your kid is going to be your, your kid is psychic. Right. And uh, my best friend, Donnie, her niece is five um, and she has abilities. And I told them, like, when she's like, she's going to have these abilities. And sure enough, like at five, I'm going like, so Lola, you got something for me? It's like something you want to tell me. Right. And so I, uh, I always tell the parents, like, leave them be. Leave them be. Let them be. Don't question what they're saying. Don't don't you don't be scared of it because they only gonna be scared of it, of it if you scared of it, you know. Um, and the same with you know parents of, of of queer children. And I love the fact that uh, Dwayne Wade and his stance on his son uh, or his daughter because she's uh, he's identifying as she now. So let me stand corrected on that. Uh, but he says, you know, my only job is to is to love her. That's my only job. And so people are all up in arms about how this man is choosing to love his daughter. And my only thought is, you're so busy focused on what he's doing, you can't be operating in your gift. Okay. Mm. I just, I literally, I'm so glad you brought Dwayne Wade up because I literally just posted um, something on your gay aunties about that because that came across my my timeline. I, I don't want to go in nobody's comments. I don't want to read those comments because I know <laughs> what they're going. You know what I mean? But I wanted, to, I did post it, you know, in, in your gay aunties because I was like this, I, I almost like when I saw that article, I, I, I was lost for words. Mm, all yeah. I could do, all I could do, is really drop a tear. It's yeah. like how different would mm -hmm. many of us be? Yeah, not, to, not just you know, because a lot of us, you know, our parents got to the point of accepting us. I mean, that's like the best we can do, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got yeah. to the point of us, and then of course, there's still some of us. Our parents are, are acting a fool. But to think about having your parent or parents support you in such a crucial way at such a young age, from the yeah. giddy up, from the yeah. giddy up, like yeah. that, like his daughter wouldn't yeah. even, like, how does she even see the world like that? We probably can't even imagine. But the, but the thing I believe that it boils down to is it goes so much deeper than that, right? Like we have never, as children, right? And, and a lot of us as adults, we have never seen what black, what free black children look like. What? Mm -hmm. Right. So 
child to be free for this parent to say oh my child's gonna be free we're not gonna even worry about that you know we're not gonna have that like we didn't like this is a new thing you know and so i feel like like i said with my my friends who have these children who are spiritually gifted let them be free Mm -hmm. Right, like I just feel like my parents just they. I'm like I want to take dance. They were like, go ahead. I was like, I want to do gymnastics. They were like, fine. I was like, I want to play the piano. Like they let me be free. Like I know what it feels like and means. You know what I mean? And so even when I came out, I think a little bit was like, oh, like we've never had that in the family before. But for them, like it didn't. And Reda tell you, like she's met my parents. Like it didn't take them long. Like my mother is like an LGBT advocate. She is like. I want to fight for y'all to get married. I'm like, hold up, right? I slow down. (laughs) Like instead of reacting to the world with fear, because that's a lot of that comes from a fear for your child. Mm -hmm. Advocate for them having the happiest life they can. That means you have to help in the changing of the world, not the changing of them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, really good. That's really good. And I think too, like for me, like and and I encourage people, like. I am going to be free. Like, it, like it doesn't matter. Like, none of it matters. Like, I, and I think it might be because I have an advantage of knowing that you know when this life. To me, the whole purpose of the soul inhabiting these bodies, right, or to is to experience the fullness of what it means to be human. Right. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for the soul to come into this body other than to experience what it means to be human. Right. And so I believe that God has, has created all of these amazing things right, and, and has allowed us to create all of these amazing things. And why would we not want to uh, experience the fullness of that? Because once this life is over, that is it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is it saying like you literally become a guardian you become an ancestor you become the one looking out for the ones who are on this side supposed to be experiencing life yes yeah with that like i'm i'm like i'm just gonna be free oh i mean i mean i love what you're saying because i think we limit the idea of what it is to be human Mm -hmm. you know um i mean we have all our you know our civilization this (laughs) and our rules and regulations because i think also as humans we like to feel in control you know but um because we limited just the idea i I love that you know the connection of spirit inside of the human form right yeah spirit is endless energy is endless and the human form does have its limitations absolutely at the very least time you know what i mean (laughs) yeah so so the 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 act or the exercise of being as full as you can within these limitations and if physical mm-hmm. limitations, you know, yeah. you know, is like that is, is even if, you know, you know, whatever, you don't, you know, acquire the money you want in the world or these, these material things, whatever the experience or the, the exercise of being as fully human, letting, giving your energy as much room to breathe as possible. And then That's experience, so and then experiencing that as a human. Yes. yes. I think it's like raising a child or raising our children, understanding that yeah. then, there's no, then there's no, then there's, there literally are no limits per se, as far as what they would like to achieve. Right. Or experience. Absolutely. And so for me, you guys, like the work that I do um, every single day, um, I get an opportunity because I always tell people that grief is a thief. Right. And so when I meet hey, people. Time out. Time out. <laughs> <laughs> grief is a thief. 
Okay. Absolutely. All right. And that, that, grief, that's, that's going to be the name of this, this episode. Grief is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so really for so many people that I meet, um, you know, grief has stolen years of their life, right? Mm. Um, decades of their life, right? Um, and I will connect with them for 30, 40 minutes and they will get free. Right. When a loved one comes through to give them some closure, some peace, um, some clarity, whatever it is, whatever it is that they're needing. Right. Because I always say I don't I can't I don't control the message. I don't control the messenger. So whatever it is that they're needing and it is about them getting free them getting unstuck them i truly believe that god has called me to do this work because there are people who are stuck and they cannot operate in their purpose and they cannot operate in their gift because grandmama died and grandfather died and auntie died and and and, and when that happened they just got stuck in 1994 and they ain't been able to move past 1994 and so god mm-hmm. has sent me to say, you know what I need you to uh, give them this reading, connect with their loved ones so that they can get free, right? So I had a reading in New Orleans. I had a show in New Orleans. It was about, y'all, I, I kid y'all not, I think we had sold like 10 tickets, right? I was like, I, well, it's going to be what it's going to be because God said whether it's one person or a thousand people, it don't even matter, right? Like, you still got to do the work. So I was like, my mom was, I was like, yeah, well, I think we just sold like 10 tickets. Um, the day of the show, 100 people showed up. Like literally a hundred people showed up. We were like, it was standing room only at this point. And wow. so it was so interesting because, you know, the whole point was I'm doing this live show. I'm connecting with people's loved ones. I'm giving them messages. And uh, there, were, there were three women that were on the front row, right? And I, I immediately when I walked in and I saw them, they were helping uh, this lady in the kitchen get some things together. And I heard, um, and, and my, my mom's friend introduced them and she said, oh, all of these three, they're sisters. And and then I heard, and I'm the fourth sister, right? So I said, oh, wow. So their fourth sister is, is present with us, right? Didn't say anything more about it. The show starts and everything. Y'all got three older black women sitting on the front row like this right here. Mm-hmm. So what are we about to do today? Talk to dead people. Mm-hmm. I don't even believe that kind of stuff. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, God, why did you even send them? Like, why are they, why are they even here? Right? And so... And so what happens, you guys, is even before um, I start reading, and this happens all the time, like spirit will come to me. And so this this is what, well, this is my notebook, my main notebook, you guys, it says the gift on there, right? Um, I, I'm taking notes like generally, you know, all day long. And I'm like, okay, I don't know who this is, but, you know, I'll just kind of jot it down. So before the show, I wrote down, um, babe, lost the baby, um, the number three. And this baby had really kind of been following me around for like a couple of days. And I kept asking my team, like, Y'all, did anybody lose a baby? Like, everywhere we go, I was like, did somebody lose a Nobody had lost a baby. Okay, so take it back to the show. This woman is sitting there, and I asked them, I said, you guys lost a sister? They're like, yes. So I start giving them all the information that the sister's giving me, and they are like, they crying, the audience crying, I'm crying, right? And I asked the, the one lady, I said, how do you connect to the number three? And this was after we had connected to the sister and everything. I said, um... There's a, I said, there's a baby and, and the baby wants me to connect to the number three. So the lady says, I lost my daughter at three months. And I said, your sister wants you to know that the daughter is with her, right? And that she has the daughter and that everybody is fine. So this woman says, I have been grieving the loss of my child for 50 years. Wow. She says, in this moment, this is the first moment that I have ever found peace 
around the loss of my child. I'm not even 50. Meaning that this whole entire journey has been about me getting to this woman to set her free of 50 years worth of grief. Wow. Wow. And so I am like, if, I, if I'm not going to do this work, what, what am I going to do? Yes. What am I going to do if I'm not going to do this work? You know, of, of literally giving people. And the, the great part about it is, you know, my background is in counseling. I have a degree in counseling. I've, I've been a counselor. Um, I love doing I've loved doing the work that I was able to do in that field. Um, I am a minister. I love the work that I'm able to do in that field. But I tell people there are layers to this thing. Right. And all of those are layers to here. So even after I tell people like, listen, I can give you a reading and the reading will confirm for you that your loved ones are always present. Right. Your husband is always here. Your wife will always be here. Like, and it'll be little details that they'll give me. Like one man, he was 85 years old, lost his wife. And I said, she tells me to write. And it'd be like the oddest of things. Stuff like in my mind, I'd be like, I'm not about to say that. Right. And so they'd be like, no, right. Like, seriously. And I wrote down, I said, your wife is 85 years old. I said, she's telling me to write down P, B, and J. Right. We know what P, B, and J is. Right. He goes, I eat peanut butter and jelly every day for, I don't know if it was a snack or something. He said, I eat peanut butter and jelly every day. That's something his wife would know. That's not something I would know about him. Mm, right. Wow. Every single day. Like, who eats peanut butter and jelly every single day? Right. Not, not I. <laughs> and so, like, they will give me like he five, so I might start eating a little bit. <laughs> exactly. And so it was. It's all of these details that you know, these little details that they will bring up, um, just around their loved ones that only them like I obviously would know, but it brings them peace. It brings them closure. Um, it brings them this knowingness that even though my loved one isn't in the physical, they are still with me. Right. And they are still guiding me and they are still protecting me. All right. Then you know what? Oh, oh sorry. I was going to ask, have you ever had a situation where the person is there and they people are like, I don't want to talk to her? <laughs> <laughs> no. Because I, and I always tell people, so people will say, you know, I, was, I, really thought, my, I thought my uncle was going to come through. And I'm like, well, it's not that your uncle don't love you. It's just that your uncle is not the one who had the message for you today. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> and Red, you know what? I'm sorry, yo. I would, I would like to believe that when one crosses over, all that petty shit go to the West Side. <laughs> and I, I'm glad you, yes. I say all the time, people will be like, well, are they still mad at me? And, I, and I'm like, no, like, the only emotion or the only thing that's there is unconditional love. That's the only thing. There's nothing else. It's just unconditional love. Mm. Okay. Well, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna jump into the getting free and the unconditional um love um after this uh quick break. Um I'm gonna put myself um out there and uh, and to see what happens. Um <laughs> I don't want like that. Like, listen, Nala, I'm just gonna say like if the, if a message come through for red or if a message, come, okay, all okay, right, sure. all right, yeah, well, we're all we're, we're both open, but I'm you know we'll see what happens. That's you know what I'm saying. Right. I'm open. I'm open to the process. Um, but let's just go to this break real quick. All right, y'all. Hey, um, all right. So it is the Patreon part of the uh, uh the episode. You know what I'm saying? Um, so just want to remind you that we have three wonderful ways for you to support your 
your gay aunties. If you just want to holler at us and, and throw us what you got on a one-time um, payoff, you know what I mean? You can give, send us some auntie love, just like Davin Samuel. Can we give it up to Davin Samuel? <laughs> or Davin? Or Davin, I'm not sure. But hey, Davin, okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you for supporting um, your gay aunties. Um, you also, everybody out there, you also can support us two other ways. You can be a part of Sunday Brunch, which we're recording right now. Mm -hmm. And that means you get access to actually see us record your gay aunties with our wonderful Sunday Brunch guests. And you get it three days earlier than everyone else. All right. And then of course the third way, the third way to support your gay aunties, you can hit it. Oh, I'm sorry. The um I'm sorry, I ain't doing this right. But anyway, so the, this is the second way with the uh with the Sunday brunch, you know, that's ten dollars a month, right? Okay, there we go. All right, so the third way, <laughs> the third way <laughs> is um the do the you people rockumentary. If you want a free download of the full you people um documentary and also three episodes of Sunday brunch, and of course that shout out that you get with the Auntie Love too, all of that stuff you get with the you people tier, and that is twenty dollars a one-time $20 donation. So holla at us at patreon.com slash your gay aunties. And again, thank you, Devin Samuel, for sending us some auntie love. All right, now back to the show. <laughs> All right. Um, how? So I'm going to let you lead uh, 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 Lakara, um, because I'm not sure exactly how to go about um, it. I mean, I've had readings in the past. Um, I've never saw, I've never sought out readings. They've always happened upon me. They've always been black women, um, and and they've and and they've come from different spiritual practices, right? So this is this is my first. Well, I'm not going to say that you're you're you're. Well, you know what? You just explain what your spirituality base is. But you are the first um, Christian identified uh, black woman to give me a reading um, oh, or yeah. to see what's read, see what's in the air. All right. So <laughs> I'm going to let <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let you lead and, and do what you do. Okay. But we will certainly see what comes up. Um, and so I'll kind of just for your audience to really just kind of explain my process. I um, mean, we'll see what comes through. Um, and so pretty much like I told you all, I don't have any control over who comes through. Uh, and so sometimes when people say, well, I, I'm coming to get a reading, I'm bringing my husband and the husband get the entire reading. Okay, so <laughs> it is what it is. Um, I don't have any control, again, who comes through or what the messages are, um, but I always say that spirit gives us uh, not necessarily what we want to hear, but certainly what we need to hear. Um, on this end, I showed you guys my notebook and my pen. Uh, spirit communicates with me through signs and symbols, um, and I will tell you what, is, what, is, what they're giving me. I'm explaining it to you, and it will make it make sense. So it's kind of like putting the pieces of the puzzle together, okay? Um, but let me try to just tap in here um because interestingly even before you guys call um do you connect with uh, a love uh, an auntie that is on the other side um no you don't connect with yeah. yeah okay you right you connect with an auntie who's departed i do okay um and I told you guys, it could be for any one of you guys Th would this auntie have had something to do with like fashion or clothes or something not that I'm aware of. Okay, because she's showing me something like with um, something with clothing. Like I don't know what this is, but it's a. Uh, mm. Give me a moment here, and any of you guys can jump in since your energy is here on the phone with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 
Actually, I might be thinking about the wrong auntie. I do have an aunt who recently passed who is a fashion plate, okay? Like, are you serious? Like, she yeah. is literally showing me, like, it's like all of these clothes, it's literally, like, she's twirling in these clothes. Like, okay. like, almost like, look at me, look at me. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. And so, so she was like the one that I like remember as a child looking to, like, she is a lady. Wow. Like, <laughs> And I want to be like that when I grow up. <laughs> and so what's so interesting is when they give me the balloons, I don't know if you guys can see this. This is the balloons with the tombstone. That is my tombstone there. Okay. Um, that is connecting to kind of like recently passed mm -hmm. or the anniversary of the passing. So you said that she just recently passed. Mm -hmm. um, is she connected to your hometown? Yeah. Okay. Um, mm. uh, which, would she have identified as Christian? Mm-hmm. Okay, because she's showing me the Bible, right? Okay. Um, was she into the church? Yeah. Okay. Not like overly so, but. Okay. Yeah. Um, because she's showing me something, but it's, and, and you, I mean, if you don't have the answers now, you can certainly find out. Um, but it's something with a Bible, like, and I don't know if it's an inscribed Bible, if it, this Bible has her name on it, you may want to just like maybe take the note and find out. Um, but it's something with a, it's like my Bible, so to speak. Like, I, I don't have like a my Bible. I got like the Bible app, like my Bible app, right? So, yeah. like, but like, you know, back in the day, they would have like their Bibles, like with their inscription on it. Um, and, and so she's showing me that. Um, mm. Hanifa, I'm going to try to tap into your energy again, and I don't know who this is for. Um, mm. Okay, which of you has the grandmother that has passed? Um, both of mine have. Both of yours? Okay. The grandmothers, okay. Okay. Uh, did your grandmother, Hanifa, did your grandmother have a connection to the South? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. One I know a little bit more about than the than the other, but okay. well, yeah. Okay. And I don't know who this is for either because the, the grandmother is connecting me. They're making me write train. Mm. I just wrote down train. I don't know what that means. Um, so for me, like, uh, it could go. So sometimes it will give me something and then I have to make sense of it. So with the train, um, I'm almost seeing like, um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a train in terms of like, almost like a, uh, like a MARTA or like a Amtrak, but it's something with like, like something that they're bringing me to. So I don't know if this would have been like, uh, some type of mode of transportation. I mean, the only, when I think of train and my grandmother's one grandmother, I mean, I honestly just think of a story um, that okay. uh, that my father's mother um, told me about her relationship with the A train. Um, uh, she, I don't know about her relationship with the South though. That's more okay. so my mother's mother. I know okay. on her side of the family where, you know, I know where I can better track our family on my mother's side. Okay. But, um, but on my, um, but my father's my father's mother, um, mm -hmm. I only that only connection I can make with a train was her relationship with the A because she lived in Coney Island and she took it to Harlem all the time. Mm. Okay. 
okay, and this could be that grandmother coming through because this was like the mode of transportation, right? Like my grandmother didn't take the train. My grandmother would take the bus or she would walk. Um, we didn't have trains. So that could certainly be that because they're literally saying this is like how they moved around. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is your father still with us? Mm-mm. Okay, so she's, and that makes sense that the father is connecting to that story on the other side, that he would have told you this story about the grandmother, correct? Um, she, actually, my grandmother, I've, I've met, I met her just once, and okay. but she was a talker, and so okay. she talked. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so they're making me write down 30, it's either, so I got down three and I got down the number seven, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's either going to be 37, 73, or they, or they make me split it up. Um, how do you guys connect to the 37 or the 73? The, the 73. Um, the, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I know my mom's mom died when she was in the 70s, but I can't remember what age. Um, okay. Actually, I think both of them died in their seventies, but I'm not. I'm not sure exactly uh, what um, age. Thirty-seven. I'm not. Okay. I'm not sure. It, it could. And you know what? It definitely could be seventy-three, um, because they'll make me reverse it sometimes. But it's coming up under the tombstone, so mm-hmm. I would want to know, like, if you if you could find out exactly like how old they were when they passed. Okay. Um, that would that may connect to that because that's usually how they will give it to me. Okay. Um, what questions do you have in regards to your ancestors? Um. I'm curious um, to, I'm actually more so curious about my father um, okay. because he he passed um, going on three years ago and changed Ooh. after my, um, and, uh, and, and, you know, our relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. The, um, I'm just wanted to, I want to get a sense of his relationship to me. I know when you pass over, it's all love, but I'm curiously, I'm curious, honestly, intellectually, you right. know, um, because um, I'm just curious to what, how he feels in regards, okay. you know, to me. Okay. So when, when they I'm, give me, when they give me the wall, I need to, add, that's, the, I don't know if you can see that. That's just my little wall right there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, as you were talking about your father and the energy that's coming through. Um, the wall for me means that it's kind of like some uh, unfinished business or uh, tension or something that was unresolved in this life. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, um, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So he's so when they when they make me write down same. Um, this is my 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 can either like somebody had the same name, the same birthday, the same something. What is the same with as far as the father is concerned? Does somebody have his name? Does somebody share the same birthday month with him? Okay. If that's anything, I know exactly what it is. That's not my father. That's my older brother, Shahid, and his um, his son, his youngest son, who was in the belly when he passed, is named Shahid. Okay. Okay. So the brother has passed as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And this is your father's son? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then that makes sense. And this is pretty much how they introduce everybody. If they, they kind of like bringing people on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the, your brother is connecting to the son with the same name, okay? Um, yeah. Is he saying, is my father talking about, is he trying to refer to little Shahid? Um, like, is well, he, I'm sorry, I don't wanna, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. They're literally just kind of showing me who's all there right now, right? Okay. 
and so what will happen is I'll start on something and they'll say, no, bring it back to this. Right. So I was going to start on the wall and we're going to talk about the wall. Um, but he wanted to bring up the same or the same. And so you made me understand that the brother was on the other side and acknowledging the son who's still here. How old is his son? Um, Shahi just turned 26. Okay. Um, okay. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, so with the wall and, and, and so the, he wants to clear some things up with you. Right. Um, because when they have the wall, they sometimes come with instructions and sometimes the wall, it doesn't necessarily, it could be you and somebody else beefing, so to speak. Right. And they'll say, okay, the wall has to come down. Or sometimes they'll say it is what it is. Right. And so in this case, he is saying that he wants the wall that you, you imagine, so to speak, is there. Right. Because it's no longer there, but you just need to understand that it's no longer there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Were, were you feeling like 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 there was a difference um, in terms of like and this is the best way that I can explain it right like uh, treatment or like my father treated me different or my father treated these these children different okay um, and he's acknowledging that right was were there children of a different mother um yeah yeah so me and my brother have different um, uh, mothers um, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so was was he with their mother or with that mother? Um yeah, yeah. I mean that that, that we have a lot of points of contention, um but one of the ones growing up is that um he uh he made more of a family with my brother's mother. Right. And that's what he's showing me that he was with that mother or with that family or with their brother. Um mm -hmm. and so this is what they make me understand, right? Um is that so the, the scripture tells us, right, I can refer to the scripture, right, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11, where God says, for I know the plan I have for you, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and, and nowhere in that plan does God say, I'm going to share that plan with you, right? And if we could understand that our entire story is divine, our entire story is holy, our entire story uh, is, is, is really created by God, right? So the fact that your father had created a family over here and wasn't as much of a family, all of that was a part of the design. Right. But what happens in our humanness is uh, we want everything to feel good. Right. And the only reason that it doesn't feel good is because through the years, people have said that this is this is not what feels good. Right. Um, and, and I'm not being insensitive in any way. Just understand that, uh, you know, I was, I was doing this thing with, with my, my, my friend the other day. And we were talking about we're not going to judge anything today. Right. We're not going we're not going to give anything. A, a good, a bad, we just going to be observers today, right? And it was really one of the most powerful experiments, right, for me, because it was like, wow, like, if you don't assign something, something you know, uh, uh, an emotional value to it, like, it literally doesn't impact you, right? Mm -hmm. And so what has happened is you have assigned an emotional value to him not being here or being there versus understanding that it was really a part of your own divine plan or the divine plan that was created for you you know I, I i really respect what you're saying and it's it's, it's interesting you know my father um though he was a presence in my life kind of peripherally and religiously right um one thing i remember this one thing he said that i swear to god is if there's anything i took from the quran it was this one saying yeah. <laughs> right right 
and Red will probably know what I'm talking about, um, where it says, oh, you have your plan. Uh, God has uh, his plan and allows the best of all planners. Mm -hmm. So oh, that the fact that you extracted that uh, song, I don't know if it's a psalm or if it's just a line in the Bible, right, right, I find right. that akin to the one line in the in the Quran that I've always right. kind of held close. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And that my father's the one who told me it. Wow. You know? And that, that yeah. was divinely, you understand, orchestrated because he, I, I wouldn't know that line from the Quran, right? But I would know that line in Jeremiah 29, 11, and that's the line he told me to say, right? Yeah. Because he knew that you would understand that and understand that this is his presence coming through um, to say, use use this scripture because this scripture correlates with this scripture and, and, and she would better, better understand that this was all a part of the plan, right? Okay. And it's really for us, um, when I look at all of the things that I have gone through, I'm like, oh my God, I would never have thought that that would have been used, all of it. Yeah. All of it, good, bad, or indifferent, the heartbreak, the heartache, the, you know, the people who touch me inappropriately, the all, all of it. Yeah. All of yeah. it. And I wouldn't trade any of it in if it meant that I couldn't be right where I am today. Mm. Not a single part of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the wall for you is that he, you know, what they come back and what they tell me, you know, sometimes is that we don't, it was very complicated, right? And, and that there was, there were complications because, you know, even though I, I, I am at the age where I am, right, I am uh, still like, I still want to be my mother's child, right? So I want to be grown, right? But I still want to be my mother's child. And there are still things that I believe that it's like with spirit, it's like we're children, and we're not gonna understand it and it's complicated and because spirit has this whole entire view of the whole thing um it makes sense right on the mm -hmm. spiritual level right but in our humanness uh we wanted these things to feel good and because they didn't now we we've put this wall up and we don't understand and we can't get past and so he's offering you this closure today um to say that in our humanness the situation was extremely complicated Right. Um, but there is nothing but unconditional love. Um, um, he's extremely uh, proud of you. Right. Um, do you have you did you communicate with your nephew recently? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, because that relationship is very important. Right. Not only to your brother, uh, but also to your father, that you have maintained that relationship and they're acknowledging. And so when I'm asking questions, it is because this is what they're telling me. They're telling me that you just recently talked to the nephew. And this is my way of confirming that that's what they're saying. Or does that make sense? Um, um, yeah. Is he I'm, I'm just curious if I mean. I don't know if you can answer this directly, but you know the the nephew is a is a is a linchpin with him, mm -hmm. and particularly in the in the manner um, in which not he left us, but um, he was able to be present in both of our lives postpartum, and not the best way. Um, and it's because of something he did when he was living in regards to my nephew and his relationship with me. So I'm curious, mm -hmm. you know if he has any comment on that, if there's one to even have. I, I don't know exactly what a linchpin is. Um, or, or just, uh, he's, he's, he, um, he, my nephew and myself 
Um, this wall may be a part of it. I'm not sure, but there's something that he he communicated to my nephew that affected me and my nephew's relationship after he left. Okay, and so this yeah. is why, and, and this is why they're acknowledging they're glad that you you are maintaining this relationship. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. that, that's why I asked you, you're still in communication with the nephew, you're still in relation with the nephew and your answer is yes. And their way of, or his way of saying, um, it is good because in, perhaps in his humanness, this was done, right? Mm -hmm. But the fact that now that this is, you know, he's on this other side, there is, they can see, okay, that probably wasn't good or that wasn't good or that wasn't good. But again, it's just unconditional love. So the fact that even whatever it was said, whatever was done, did not impact the relationship between you and the nephew, because that is a, that is really um, what they're showing me a very a deep spiritual bond. Like, I don't know if like that is one of your children in the spirit if that's how you feel about your nephew. Um, um, there's, you know, my family is is. Well, I won't go into that because that's a whole another conversation. But okay. <laughs> um, with, with um, I mean, I love my family. But um, you know, my nephew, he, you know, I've always felt connected to. Um, uh, he's he's the youngest uh, uh, nephew. Mm -hmm. um, um, I've always connected with him in a particular musical way. Um, things okay. I observed when he was little, but also he has ADD. I have ADD. So there's a lot of things he'll do that I feel like I'm looking at me. Enough for nothing. Okay. We're basically twins. You know, and if that, I was a dude. They brought me back to that word same. Remember I asked you, I was like, why are they making me write down same? And you mm -hmm. brought up the nephew, right? As in, yes, the nephew has the same, because they'll, you know, kind of circle back in these symbols and stuff. Yes, the, the nephew has the same name as the brother who passed, but also saying you and the nephew are, are one and the same, mm -hmm. right? And that sometimes I believe that we don't necessarily give birth to our uh, nieces and nephews in the uh, in the uh, the physical, right? But that like my, everybody says like my niece, right? It's the, oh my gosh, she looks like you, she acts like you. I don't even know that's a good thing sometimes, right? Because she is, I'd be like, right? Um, and so they brought me back to that word same, right? Which is mm -hmm. exactly what you just said. Okay. Okay. This this is affirming in in a particular way. Um, yeah. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm yeah. maybe I know this is the best. Like uh, you know, good for radio, or whatever. But it's <laughs> no, no, this is good. This is cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Yes, yes. Well, you know, we had a letter plan, but I don't know if that's gonna happen okay. because we're rolling up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we're, we're we're rolling up to you know the 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 end of the uh, hour, um, but uh, as far as letters, um, you guys are really starting to write us letters, and we are so appreciating that. Absolutely. So we are going to have letters galore um, for you all come to uh, twenty twenty, um, which again is going um, to pop off. We're going to see you guys officially January eighth, and we're going to have a little quick little bonus episode to prepare you for twenty twenty. Paris Hall, um, uh, January 1st, New Year's uh, Day, you know? So, thank how you. Are you feeling? How yeah. are you feeling? Yeah. You, um, you, know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm at two places because I'm, I'm trying to also, you know, manage the episode as well. <laughs> so, I, 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 you know, I probably wouldn't be as present if we were just doing this on one-on-one, -on -one. Mm -hmm. but um, I, appre I appreciate the connection um between you know my, my father my brother and my nephew my youngest nephew because mm -hmm. i have a nephew and a niece two two nephews and a niece 
And, um, you know, my, my, I did a lot of work with my father, um, passing, um, because it, you know, it, I learned a lot about him post-mortem um, that I didn't know when he was living. We had a, a strange relationship because of my sexuality and well, because of him's relationship with my sexuality, I should say. Right. And, um, you know, and I and I learned that was more strange than I thought. And so I, I couldn't put on my altar for a long time. Mm-hmm. It took a while for me to develop a, a, a spiritual or ancestral relationship with him um, because there was just too much pain there. And mm-hmm. and he, you know, had a very strong, very tight relationship with my youngest nephew. In many ways, I feel he was it was his son reborn. I feel that he kind of felt mm-hmm. that especially because Shahid was in the womb when bigger Shahid passed, right? And because of that, he put a burden on my nephew. I'm not gonna say it gets respect to my family, but he put a burden on my youngest nephew and when he was really young, when he passed, he was like 21, that um, made our relationship really estranged for like two years. And we were able to come together and heal that. And I was able to, not for nothing, truly be his auntie. It's like, listen, you know, daddy put something on you that he shouldn't have put on you. So you got to separate between your granddaddy and a man that made a fucking mistake. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, you know, so we're, we've healed from um, that, but that I could not forgive my father for that. Right. You know, um, it took a long time for me to forgive him. So I just wanted to kind of, honestly, this was a check-in. Right. 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 Um, you know, make sure he okay, make sure that, you know, um that his that his the experience that he's having is a lot more welcoming and warm and and ease more ease on his spirit than how he particularly the decisions that he made when he was living. But you know what I mean? You, you know, just understand that we are, we, you know, we are mind, body, and soul, right? Um, and the soul uh, is, 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 that's a whole different experience, right? The mind and the body, that's our ego, you know? And we get in these bodies, much like you say, like, there, there are things that we believe simply because we were taught to believe them, right? And so when the soul crosses over, you, you asked earlier, you know, are they still doing the petty? It's no petty. It's nothing but unconditional love, which is why your father can come and say, you know what, there's a wall there and I would like that wall uh, to be gone, right? Because there's no wall on that side, right? There's nothing but unconditional. There's not an acknowledgement of, of, of sexuality. There's not a, and you know, it's, it's not that. It is literally, they see the soul in us. Mm-hmm. So the soul in them loves the soul in us. I say. And so if people want to get in touch with you, Lakara, what's the best way to do that? Yes. Uh, so I am. So people, if they want a reading, if they want to go to see some of the videos, if they want to see the testimonials, they can go to lacarawiththegift.com. Um, I'm also uh, on lacarawiththegift.com, lacara, L-A-K-A-R-A, with the gift uh, on Instagram and on Facebook. And I'm going to hop on these Twitters, y'all. I'm telling y'all I'm going to get on these Twitters, okay? <laughs> I think he's got to be on the Twitters, too, okay? <laughs> Listen, we got we got interns now. You know, oh. and, and, and they really help and support us. I want to leave a shout out to Latoria in particular. She really supports us with the Twitters. Because we was like, listen, you got to be babysitting them Twitters. That's like that's like having a whole other child you to have a Twitter have to account. Develop yeah. relationships and stuff. Yes. Oh God! So that's adding one more thing to this. Yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Yes, thank you guys. Yes. Really. We mm-hmm. really appreciate you and. And just, yeah, 
yeah, this is a, a great way to end out the year. And if you all are having some walls up in your own lives and some things that you need to start breaking down and working out, maybe you, you want some guidance on how to do that. You can send your gay aunties a letter uh, at your gay aunties at gmail.com. You can hit us on the Twitters. You can hit us on, on Instagram at yourgayaunties.com. Just let us know what's going on with you. Maybe you can um, let us know how you felt about the show today. Give us some feedback, some some messages that you um, have for Dr. Foster or, or Hanifa for, from her reading and myself. We are here for you, okay? Gay <laughs> 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 Aunties is here for, and we just thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great holiday and a happy new year. And with that, I am Red Summer. And I'm Hanifa Walida. And I'm Dr. Lakara Foster. And we are your gay aunties. Your gay aunties. (laughs) (laughs) All right, babies. Much love. Much love. And happy new year. Yes.